0: Welcome to The Great Sources, where we explore fundamental Torah ideas through the great books and sources of Jewish thought. Last week we spoke about the nays of the Shemen, the light, and the victory over Yavon, and how that's all about the cosmic question of whether we still have access to the original good light do we still have clarity a vision in this world or whether we are perhaps drowning in the darkness represented by so this struggle between yefes and shame do we have the ur do we not have the ur that's what Hanukkah is all about the nasa of the Munur demonstrated that we do have the Ar. We also spoke about the connection between this Ar and the horn of the Shar. Adam carbon Shar with unique horns. And while Yavon forced B'nai Esau to write Al Kerna Shar, which is why they're called khayshaykh. and we ended with. Rabbi Alexandri, the Gemara and Brachas tells us, would say the following Tfilah, the following by after his Tfilah, after Shmad He would be with Malal, Yeratz in the Fonech Hashem, Lekenish, Ta'amideinu, Bekeren, Aira, Valtamideinu, Bekeren, Hashaycha. Valt Yidveh, So he pointed out that Rabbi Alexandri, who bears the name of the founder of the Greek Empire, <clears throat> he davened that he should be in the Karen Oira and not in the Karen Chashecha. We noted that Alexander, due to his, seems to have an association with Yavon, at least by name, and therefore he's concerned that he might be influenced by the by the bad Karen, the Karen Chashecha, and he davened to have the Karen Oira and not the Karen Chashecha, and he davened Al yechshechu enenu. So he's concerned with Choshech and specifically in association with the carrot. That's what we spoke about last week. And I told you that I'm going to explore this further. That is specifically the sheeta of Alexandri. The complex Shita of this Amar of Alexandri. His particular hesitations and his concerns, as it were, with Yavon. And what we're going to see is that it wasn't just a concern about Yavon. It was a concern with whether we can truly be free from Yavan. this person who bore the name of Alexander this Chochem who bore the name of Alexander has a lot to say about whether we are truly capable of being free from the influence of the Yuvanim specifically as it relates to and without further ado, I'm going to jump right into various memores. We're going to go, I'm going to mention five memores of Alexandri. These are all there in the um, attached source sheet. Everyone's welcome to look at that. Five members of Alexandri besides first fila, and we're going to put them all together and show what the sheet of Alexandri was about, the the victory of. Of the struggle between us and Yom. Okay, so let's jump right in. This is in the, the Sefer Mishnah Syakir. This is it's the continuation of the essay Kate Sum page Kupman based on. We're going to discuss that. That's from the Sefer of Alexandri Shita, and then I'm going to move on to something else which is not in the Sefer, which is a Shita. So Alexandri says numerous statements about light and darkness and shame. Here's one. From the Medrish, Chadoshim le rabba emunasecha, said of Alexandria, Mimash atom echadesheinu beboikon shal malchios onu yoideim she emunos rabba, she emunos rabba le go olenu. Chadoshim lebekarm rabba emunasecha, according to Alexandria, means for the fact that we get rejuvenated in the mourning of the malchios, of the kingdoms, we know that you are very faithful to redeem us. So there's something called the mourning of the malchios. We, B'nai Yisrael, get a certain Chiddush in that morning, and that itself indicates that Hashem is going to eventually redeem us. What this all means, we'll get next, another Medrash. Al Mishkavi Ba'lelois. So the Medrash says, it used to be, between one night and the other, it was light. Between Mitzrayim and Bovo, we were redeemed. Between and mother we redeem once i'm asleep it's one night after the other. says of Alexandri, and he reiterates this. it is it's one night after the other we have no break there's no between one golas and the next there's no break it's always night Okay, so Alexandria is concerned of night. The next thing is a medrash, it's actually a Zayah Chadash. talks about different kinds of um, malachim. There's malachim of night and there's malachim of day. Okay, it's just a focus about night and day. It's not so important for our purposes. Just a, just another member of Alexandria where he talks about the change between night and day and there's different malachim. Okay, and Brach is very important. The Pasuk says, Pasuk in Yoyal says, anyone who, who is called, this is where Alexander explains it, anyone who is called by Hashem's name will be saved. So Alexander says like this, there was once a judge who was the name was Alexandrus. That's that Alexandri's name, right? And that's important. And he had, there was a robber being judged by him. And the judge said to "What's your name, he said, Alexandrus. So he says, Alexandrus frees Alexandrus because you have the same name as the judge. And they both had the name of the king. So, that's enough reason to free you. Says of Alexandri, if someone has the name of a B'as of a dumb, he's saved. If you would have Hashem's name, most certainly that, that makes you deserving to be saved. So, this Alexander is concerned about names, A Alexander, that is, he's concerned with names, and he gives a muscle with people who have the name of a king, and he says, oh, if we'd only have the name of Hashem. Okay, and then another member of Alexandria about names, M. Light. This is the Midrash of Kogadol. The Chazan said, "If you're not moitzi shem shemaim levatol, you're going to be zecher to the light of El haba." Shenema vezochalachem. Yerei shemii shemesh sadaqo If you fear Hashem's name, then you're going to get the sun. And what does yerei shemii mean? If you're afraid to say the name in vain. Okay. One more memra. The Chazan says this is in Sanhedrin. Anyone whose wife dies, biyomav olam chashuk His world turns into darkness. Shenema brings a plastic and that when if you if your oil if your wife goes then it's dark your world becomes dark okay so roble the one who died to be saved from the Kern hasheif he's very concerned with light and dark and he's concerned with the fact that um the exile is always dark but he also talks about the the light that the Malchias get, the mourning that the Malchias get, and that gives us encouragement in the Gals, and that's what tells us that we will eventually be redeemed. Okay? And this Chacham, very interesting, his name was not Jewish, right? As we keep pointing out, And not only that, but in the example given by Abba, to Leishinu es Shemam, one of the examples is, the Magistre gives a bunch of examples of Gershon names. Yehuda didn't become Rupa, Reuben didn't become Lulani, and Binyamin didn't become Alexander. So Alexander is clearly given as Eshinoi Hashem, and then he talks about, Alexandri who did have the Shina Hashem, talks about how if someone has the name of the king, he saved Alexander, or the judge. Kosh came someone who would have the name of Hashem. But then he talks about, you're not supposed to say the name of Hashem Lovatola, and if you don't say the name of Hashem Lovatola, you're going to get the light. So I'm going to show you how we put this all together. All these themes. Names, which is about shame. Light and darkness, that's quite familiar with that till now. And, and to bring this all together, I'm going to give you one more story, one more Medrash, and then we're going to put it all together to see this very complex sheet of Alexandris, Alexandri, and why it's in a way a certain opposition or hesitation is a better word about jumping right in and accepting Hanukkah, the light of Hanukkah as being the solution to all our problems and true true light like we used to have, the Arhagonas. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I want to tell you one more Gemara. And this Gemara is going to be the key to understanding Allah's Anishita. This is the famous Gemara about the meeting between Shem and and Alexander the Great. What happened was, and this happened on the 25th of Teves, so a month after Hanukkah, and that's another Yom It's the day Kusim got request from, requested from Alexander to destroy the Vesemikdash. And they got permission. They told Shem al And what did he do? He dressed in Big dikhuna and went out. And they were holding torches. And they were walking the whole night in opposite directions. Shem al and the camp of Alexander. Until Amur HaShakha. When Amur HaShakha came up, Alexander said, who are these people? Because he saw them. And they told Alexander, these are the Jews that rebelled against you. When they reached Antiparis, Antipatris, Zorcha chama, that's when the sun rose, and they met each other. And then we know the famous story. Shem'at sees him. I'm sorry, Alexander sees him. Shem'at and bows to him. And they asked him why you bowing? And he said, yeah, I see his vision in my, in And this is the one, right? I see his, his face, waging war for me. And, um, they, um they asked the the Jews why you're here and he said they said they said the house that they pray for your kingdom not to be destroyed you're going ahead and destroying it you're, you're going the, they daven for your kingdom that it shouldn't be destroyed and here you're going ahead and destroying that house okay that's the famous story now if you analyze the story closely you'll see there's some clues over here. And, of course, Alexander agreed and, and they took their revenge on the crucifixion. There's some clues in the story. The Gemara throws in a couple of details which are, seem to be completely superfluous. One of them, the, the, those are specifically the ones that revolve around light. It says they're walking at night and holding torches. Amura they saw each other. Zorcha Chamo at sunrise, they met each other. So there's something about light over here. They met each other in the morning. Okay. They met each other in the morning. As the night's getting, moving on, it's getting progressively lighter. They're getting closer to the meeting. And what happens at the meeting is that Shemina Sadek convinces Alexander to spear him, to spear us, the, the Mikdash. Why? Because and the prays for Alexander. And in the Mikdash, they pray for his Malchus. This, I submit, is the concept of Boikron Shalmachias, so let me explain. I'm going to go back to the Matrashim of Alexandri and we'll plug it into the story and it will all become clear. So what the first magic was of Alexandri says, Rabba From the fact that we, B'nei Yisrael, when there's a biker for the Malchias, then we know that you have great faith, Biker and Malchias means the following. Means who gets the light in Gaulus. When things are not the way when things are not perfect to us. When we don't have to do We don't have, to, we don't have to, hasash, khino. <coughs> Who gets the real light? The malchias. They're the ones who are successful. They're the ones who are successful. But we, B'nai Yisrael, are meschadesh be and That means we can piggyback on the b'boyk and And we, the nation of Yisrael, gets a hischadshos whenever there's a b'boyk The true powers in this trufa of Golas, which begins from the goals by Swishina never ends, the true powers, and that's where we're going to, soon we're going to get to the Hashem that's where it gets very significant, because Hashem seemingly got us out of Shibut Machias and got us independence, and we'll get to that soon. The true forces, the true powers, meaning therefore the true biker, the ones who really have the light, those are the Machias. But we, B'nai Yisrael, are mischandish. whenever there's a biker Shemalchias, whenever these kingdoms get a renaissance, we also get a certain renaissance, certain religion. And that's Rabbah Amun That indicates, that gives us faith that um, we're eventually going to have the true gulam. So what's happening in story is there's a light theme, back to the story in Yuma, where they meet each other, Shemun HaTzadik and Alexander. There's a theme about light. Who's getting the light? Where's the real light here? Who has the real power? Well, it's a weird story because on the one hand, Alexander bows to Shemun HaTzadik. But why? Because Shemun HaTzadik makes him victorious. So look at that. Shemun HaTzadik is the key to victory, but Shemun HaTzadik doesn't make the Jews victorious. We're not the world power. It's Alexander is the world power. So that's the idea of that. There's this boykun There's a time when the shomayim have their have their time. Um, have their have their time. Have their day. It's their day. But we connect to that, and that has an effect on us. And next, major she says, the next she says, by bilelus for us. The night never ends even though the boiker comes for the malchias and even though we get a certain ishachas in that it's still light for us we're still in gollus we're still in gollus okay now let's get to these other two Midrashim about if you only would have the name of the king if you only have the name of hashem but you have to be afraid to say the name of hashem so here's the idea here's the idea well exanji's point Well, point in this biker and theme, and saying that when Gullus is like light, is saying that we never truly get out of the darkness. We never truly get out of the night. Only the Malchias have their biker, and we can only piggyback on that and get some schachus. That's why Alexandria, his name is Alexander, because he recognizes the fact that the um, the true powers are the Machia's and we only have something. Some renaissance, some rejuvenation, Agav, the Malchus. The Malchus um, that's why Alexandria, as we mentioned, was afraid. And Davin's, I want the Karen, or not the Karen Hashaycha, because he's at risk. But the question is wait, if you're so at risk, if you're so afraid of having a shame, Alexander, so why don't you take the true shame? Why don't you take a name that's associated with, with shame, with the true name, with the true meaning? And fight with Yafes and say, no, I'm taking it back. So that's the other member of Alexandria. If you want to get the light, the last member we said from Alexandria was, not the last, second last one was, if you don't say the shame of Shemayim and you're going to get the light of Elam Abosh and and Chem What that means is, Alexandria is saying, I don't want to take the shame. I don't want to take a name that I'm not worthy of. And what does that have to do with the shame shame? Because the, we spoke about last week the idea the struggle between shame and Yefes. And shame stands for shame, the truest inner reality. And all shamus, all names, are relate to defining things the way they truly are, not the way they seem, giving something a label, giving something the right label. And Bar Hashem Eloy Shem, as we mentioned, is that shame is related to a connection to Hashem. Hashem, Hashem Hashem, as in the most truest inner reality. So every shame, having the true name, having the true shame means having a, a, a correct name is saying that we have an association with the true shame, with the, with the truth, with the inner reality. And the ultimate shame is the shame Hashem. says in if you're afraid to be shem shemayam vatalo, that's how you're going to get the true light. What that means is, I am afraid to take the shame due to my knowledge, I'm too acutely aware says so Alexandri, that we don't really have the shame. And for me to go ahead and take a shame to take a Jewish name when I'm not really Jewish, meaning when there is a hashpa of Yohan, when the light, when the clarity in the world ultimately is the clarity of the Machias and we have a hidden kind of, a hidden kind of geula for now that can only give us a sense of the future ge'ula, when that's our when that's our status, I am afraid to take the name because I'm afraid that I'm taking the name in vain. And if I want to really get the light, better to be conservative, better to be careful than to take the risk of erring and, and putting the name, using the name, using the concept of name, behind what shame, what our inheritance from shame is, the idea that we can define things correctly. I don't want to use that before it's time. Okay? So I just want to i want to um, get to the last member of Alexandria, and then I'm going to explain to you what, exactly what this means, just to make it very clear, make sure it's clear. The last member we said of Alexandria about darkness was if someone's wife dies, the world turns into darkness to him. What does this have to do with anything? Because we spoke about last week how the root of a whole problem, of all this struggle between Cheshire and Ur, was the sin of the Itzadas. Brought back the Cheshire. That is called Mesa Ishtar b'yomov chava brought death to the world, and that brings darkness. I'm not going to go into the whole Pasha and why the um, light and darkness depend specifically on the woman. That's for another time. We spoke about some of the shiur, the purpose of marriage the purpose of rather being, being a female. That's about the woman. All Reyes HaToyv depends on the woman. And the woman who brings Misa is Mekalka, the But I do not want to go into that. I just wanted to show you how that's connected. Now I want to spend a few minutes just to explain to you what does this all mean so that it's all clear. And then we're going to move on to Um I'm going to explain to you the, the philosophy of it without going into the Sh'tik and the Madrash just, so just so it should all be clear that idea. What happened was we lost the ability to see clearly. And now we have a different kind of vision. And the question is, do we have the correct vision? Do we not have the correct vision? That's the question that's represented by the struggle of the Menorah, the struggle against the Ivan. If we don't have the correct vision, we don't have shame. We don't have the essence of things. We cannot define things in their essential way. We can only define things how they look. We can't define them how they, what they really are. The struggle between shame and the FS. Again, uh, let's stick to the, to the idea. The struggle. Our struggle today is whether we can indeed point to something and say this is what it is. We know what it is, or is perhaps our vision, our perception, so corrupted that we have no connection to the shame. Says of Alexandria, and Alexandria is stressing the idea that you know what—it's important to acknowledge that we do not have the shame. It's important to acknowledge that we do not have the light. That the only clarity now these days is malchios. For us to claim that what we do have, the Judaism that we do have, for us to claim that that is the shame, that that is ur, is like hazakar shem shamayim levatol. So better for us to recognize that we do not have the ur. And we do not have the shame. So of Alexandria, you now going back to the to the Torah, but that was the idea. So just to finish the idea, the idea is when you're in a situation where you don't have the true Judaism, the original Judaism, which was the situation, even for the Hashem time. And so we're going to get to this in more detail. But even during the Hashem time, they did not have the original Judaism of Nebuah. They didn't all come back. But the Cheshmer Neim said they insisted that we do consider this a, a victory of light over darkness and a victory of shame over Yefes. And Alexandria is the one who's pointing out just the other side. It's not that I'm saying it's a I'm saying is there something to remember. Alexandria says not so fast. The truth is, the truth is, says Alexandria, we all, all are Greeks. And let's try to remember that. Why do you say it's important to remember that? Why don't we all just jump in and say, yay, we're all Semites again. And we have the light. Because we don't. And then if we think we do. And we say we do. And we say. Oh yes. We have the name. That's akin to taking Hashem's name in vain. Because you're applying the name. Where it doesn't belong. And you're better served. By recognizing. Darkness. For what it is. By recognizing the lack of the name. For what it is. If you want to really get to the light. Recognize that you don't have a name. That's how you're going to get to the light. Not the HaTaz Claiming that you have the clarity, you have the proper vision, and you have the proper shame, the proper essence before you really have it. So this is like a certain a certain hesitation or a certain opposition is a strong word because I don't think there's anything like that, but a certain um, conservatism about what the Hashem did. I'm pointing out that here's some person who's pointing out saying, look, I don't have the name of Hashem. I really wish I did, but I don't. I am inevitably at risk unavoidably at risk of, of the chay of Yavan, because that's really all there is today. And all I could do is pray. I cannot avoid it completely. So don't think, don't really think that you can, says the Alexandria. It's not done, it wasn't done even in the days of Hasheminun. It wasn't done. It was just a partial victory that they could put forth as being the victory of light over darkness, as a victory of shame over Yefes. But we still don't have nevuah even if the there was no nevuah and we were still under shibul malchias it was still considered gollus We will get to get a little later in this year i'll show you that and therefore says alexandri just know that it, it ain't over the, the gallus is not over the dark the night is not over okay and this will bring us this Adkan is in the sefer Mishas Yaakov. If you want to look at it there. Now I'm going to move on to a new point, which is a similar shita, and that is the shita of Rabbi Echad in the Pesikta of Rav Kahana. Pesikta of Kahana has different prints, so it's very hard to find things. But this is in Piska Chaf Aleph. It says like this. It says on the pasuk uh, in Tehillim, Lamit Vav. It says, Nira We see light. We'll see light with your light. So to gives a muscle. A guy was walking at night and um, someone came and lit a candle for him. It went out. Someone else came, lit a candle, and went out again. So this person said, you know what, forget it. I'm just gonna wait till for daylight. Keep on lighting candles that go out. Not worth it. Let me just wait till the sun rises. We made a manoeuvre for the you in the days of Moshe and went out. Meaning it was destroyed, the was destroyed. We made Ten Menorahs in the days of Shlomo, I mean, ten Menorahs, and they went out. That's the mystery of the Shlomo, obviously. From now on, I'm only waiting for your light. So Rebbe says, we made a Menorah in Moshe, we made a Menorah in Shlomo, we're done. Now we're waiting for Hashem. We're waiting for Hashem, Moshe and Shlomo. What happened to the Bayashani? He skipped the Bayashani. And it's not just he skipped the Bayashani. He skipped the Menorah of Baisheni. It's the Chashmenoyim. came and lit the Menorah. Why is Rabbi skipping that when and saying we're waiting for Hashem? So what I'm going to show you is that really there perhaps should not have been a Menorah in Bayasheni. And Rabbi is deliberately skipping that Menorah. Even though the Chashmenoyim did anase with the Menorah, lit the Menorah, and it's a big deal. But Rabbi is saying it's, it's in a certain sense um, a false start or I shouldn't say a full star, but in a certain sense, a mirage is not the real thing. It was only something necessary to combat the Yivana, but it wasn't the real Menoira. And here I'm going to show, I'm going to show that to you. First of all, the Megillah's Tainah says that when the Hashem came into the Hegel, they made a Menaira. So what happened? Was there no Menoira till then? What happened to the original Menoira? The answer, I believe, is um, the Medrash says in Nasi in Baalaisa, rather, that when the Beisem was destroyed, the Menorah was Nignaz. And it says it was one of the five things that were Nignaz the Orin, the Menorah, the Eish, and kuvim. The Gemara in Yuma talks about what wasn't there in the Bayashani, because the Pasuk says, missing a hay, five things were missing for Bayashani. And the Gemara in Yuma has a double catchment of the five things missing in the that's in the Chopal from Beisem Yuma. But the, the Medrash, and Craig is with over there, the Medrash in Baloeska says the five things were missing were Orin, Menorah. So the menorah was missing in Bayasheni, was was Nignaz, when the Beis mikdash was destroyed, the first Mekdash. And the, the Medrash continues, What? The iron and the Menorah. So the original Menorah was gone. The original Menorah was gone. And by the way, you know how you can't exactly make a Menorah. The first Menorah was Nignaz. And the Megil's Tanya says, when the Hashem HaMekdash came, they made a Menorah. So what it seems is, that there was no menairah in the Bayashani till the Hasheminim. And that's not surprising because there was no Shkin in the Bayashani. It's called Yumad Rav Khan talks about that on today's Aftay. That was said to the Bayashani, but it didn't happen. Why not? The didn't return. So that's the big Sugya and Yuman Deftas and and the Psikh of Rav Kahana, um, on called running Vesimchi, it's Lama Devav. It talks about why the Shkina wasn't sure. Why the Shkina wasn't sure. Now, going right during that Haftar, today's Haftar, Rani Vesimchi Bastion. So it talks about the shrine is going to be Shaira and many Geirim are going to come, and then there's a whole vision of a minira. and the vision ends. With something which we don't read, but the vision ends with the the in the Navi. And Zechariah talks about me and they should be happy when they see the Evan habadil. Those are the ene hashem bchalos. Last week we spoke about the Menorah represents the eyes of Hashem that that roam the earth to look around. And there the pasuk says, don't be buzz and be happy about the Evan habadil. this the Medjush says in bchaloscha that don't be mevazah the Menorah. Eben bedil means lead. And the Redal explains, "Don't be mivazet menorah" means because the days of Hashemenuim they made it out of lead, and don't be because they were poor and don't be mivazet. So the point I'm trying to bring out is that this nevuah in Zechariah about "Tinley shechanti and is going to be a menorah, so this vision of menorah, the menorah represents and this vision that Zechariah had of a Hashras and b a menorah was only fulfilled in the days of Hashemenuim because he talks about Don't be yom he talks about an evan bedil, something made out of bedil, which means lead, and the menorah was made out of lead, but the Hashem it's all put together, that this vision of Zechariah, which is about the Shekinah returning by was not realized in the Bayashini until the Hashem Noem. So that the Hashem is not merely a nace that occurred during Bayashini. The neist of the Hashem is the realization of the promise and potential of Bayashini. However, however, that does not mean, that does not mean that the Shekhinah was Shireh vimei HaShemernon. The Gemara says in Yuma categorically, the Shekhinah was not Shireh in Bayasheni. And that means that there was no Nevuah in Bayasheni, even though HaShemernon is tukufa, Presumably there was no Nevuah. You could prove that for the Gemara in Yuma Daftas. Ayin Sha. Um, if there would have been Nevuah I'll just briefly tell you this. Just I don't want to go into this. There could not have been nevuah in the days of Hashem and Noem because the Rambam says the Moira that Shibud Malchis is Ma'akev nevuah. If the days of Hashem and Noem there was nevuah, that means there was no Shibud Malchis. If there was no Shibud Malchis, then it is then that was Mashiach, Hamashir. In Binah Mosan Mashiach, Ela Shibud Malchis. The uh, Kreska says clearly that throughout Baisheni we were still considered in Golus, we were still considered in to be under Shibud Malchis. Okay. So, Shibul is the eco of the Vua, it's the eco of HaVashor HaShashchina, which means, again, that's getting a little bit complicated, this is so complicated, but I want to focus on one point. Point is, Menorah goes along with HaShor HaShashchina, because Zechariah, when he gave the promise, the potential, of which wasn't fulfilled, but it's a potential, that potential is associated with the Menorah. Okay, now, so therefore, when the HaShem came, and lit a Menorah, they made a big deal about the night. there was a ace with the but even just delighting them in Naira, That is indicative of some potential for us, Rasha Shkino. Now, was the Rasha Bayashini, or was there not? So there's many, many riots that there weren't, but there's a Rashi in Chagai. The Pesach says in Chagai, achas ma'ati, This is the beginning of Bayashini, and Hashem says, a little, another little thing coming. And Rashi explains, <coughs> the Persians, um, after the Persians, but let me look at the Rashi, this is in Chagai Perik Beis. Pasik Vav. Right, after the Persian kingdom is over, there's going to be a, a, a ma'ati, a kingdom that only lasts for a small amount of time. And afterwards, I'm going to shake heaven and earth. Rashi explains I'm going to shake heaven and earth with the Nisim Chashmenoi. And then, Vyavinu, Sh'eshkinosi, Shoi Rabbi Ze. Then they're going to understand that the is shayir and they're going to bring gifts because the next passage talks about the gifts they're going to bring. So they are eventually going to understand that the shkina is shayir in the Bay. So is the shkina shayir in the bayisheni, or is it not? So the answer is it is, and is isn't. The Ramban in in Ruzaisa Bracha says that the shkina wasn't shayir, but it was protecting in the bayisheni. It was choifeh or mechaseh. So Rabbi Mechaiem in 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 parashas, um, I think it's where the Shev nefesh come down to Mitzrayim. The Rabbi Nabegaya talks about that the Shinna was only there intermittently. So basically, linear name, the point is that there wasn't true Hashrasa Shinna Bayashini, going like the Rabbanat say. There wasn't true Hashrasa Shinna Bayashini, but there was something. So therefore, as Rashi says in Chagai, it takes Havana to know that there's Hashrasa Shinna there. What does that mean? I don't need to talk in riddles. There was no widespread Navua in bias means widespread Nebuah. That they didn't have in the bias Never. That they never had. Let's say, the Ramban says just that they had the Shechina being protecting them. It means there were some miracles affording protection, but not the connection to the shchina which is nevuah That they didn't have in Bayez What they did have required some Havon, as Rashi says. So now putting it all together, the Hashemunah came ahead and thought to Manaira. The Menaira is Zechariah's vision for Hinani Babashahantibaseich. But the Hinani Babashahantibaseich was not fulfilled in Bayashani. Why was it not fulfilled by look in Bayashani? Look in the Psikta, look in the Gemara Yumadev test. We don't have to go into that now. But the fact is that this vision of Hinani b'seichich, which goes along with the Menaira, was not fulfilled. Perfect sense. Perfect sense no, that there's no Menaira, because no manaira goes along with Ashraf Sashina. That's why you have all these Majrashim about indicating there's no Menaira. And make a menaira. And not only that, the Nase is about the menaira. Which means that they are focusing on the tzad that arguably the, the Bayashini does have a Whatever the Bayashini did have, and had something very, very important, they're saying that is considered, that is the equivalent of Hashar And this is a very controversial topic. It so says back to the we Star with the Be'echonon. Rabbi Yochanan said, you know, we lit a Minayra went out, we lit another Minayra went out, now we're waiting for Hashem. Either Hashem or little Minayra, why is Rabbi skipping it? The answer is Rabbi Yochanan doesn't consider that to be the true menaira. And again, I want to reiterate, like I said in Muzanji, I don't think this is a machloikis between Rabbi Yochanan and Hashem. I think Rabbi is pointing out that whatever the Hashem did, they did in Tzor which means they had they had certain something in the Bayashenia, certainly did. They had a certain Hashem in the Bayashenia, a certain Hashem which he said requires Havana to see it. It wasn't the same as the Sharash Khan of Yahshushin. Nobody says it was. It was not the same as the Sharash Khan of Now you could walk around saying, it's not the same, it's not the same, it's not the same. We're in Chayshikh, like Alexandri does. Like Alexandri does, right? I don't have the shame. I don't have the light. Or you could say, well, actually, what I do have is light, and therefore I'm going to make him a Naira. So the Noim saw the need to focus on the, on the qualities of what they did have as being qualities of shame, qualities of light, qualities of shame, thereby to combat Yavon, to combat Yafes, qualities of light, thereby to combat the Cheshach. And they had to insist on the fact that they did have something like Nebuah, something that is indeed light. But the, the truth is as a that it's not light and he could completely skip that over. When he's saying which menorahs we have, he actually completely skips it over because he, doesn't, he holds, and maybe there's a M'cholik's about this, but I don't think it's a Mecholik. I think of holds that even the Hashem admitted that the menorah was just representative of the fact that eventually one day we're going to have the light, but it's not really a light that we have today in any true way, like alexander is saying, we're truly in the darkness. And I think too, that this is why Becholik says in Shabbos, that from Be'ez, the And they told this to by the name of Rabbi Emilia, he was a macabalit. Ravan came and he said, Rabbi came that by himself, then he was a macabalit, and Rabbi said, Oh, I wish I would have known before. This whole thing about who said it and whether it was a macabalit. But the echo point is, it might be a lot of Muslim, that the echo point for now is that Rabbi Rabbiakanon said Kofsa Ein zakaklah. And I think what that means is, well, the aim of that, the remembrance of that is, yes, they had to light the menorah, which means yes, they have to assert that we do have the light, we do have the shame. But they did so because there was a need to declare that and to focus on that to, str- to to stress that the positive element of what we have. But in fact, it's not the true light. The true light is only ultimate, still only in the future. As Rebbeim said, "I'm waiting for the light of Hashem. We're waiting for the light of Mashiach." We don't really have the light. So it's a light that's we light it, but if it goes out, don't relight it because truly this light is not from not for today, not for not for this light is really from another world that we just have to <coughs> put forth today to remind ourselves of our connection to it but not that we actually have it it's only something for a, for a later brighter day right now as alexandri says we really only have biker and shamachis with this i end wishing you all the further and again i just want to reiterate i did not i don't think this in any way i don't think there's a Hashanah. i'm not saying it couldn't be maybe there could be i don't think it's a machloikis. I think it's pointing out that what the Hashem did, the, that is to say, again, the focus on what we do have as being our and being the shame, even though it's very limited, the took it upon himself to point out the weaknesses of that, so people shouldn't, you know, think about it, it's like, it's like when people get all excited and think they have authentic Judaism, okay, it's, that's important to think, that you have authentic Judaism, it's also important to remember that whatever Judaism you have, it's far from the full picture, someone's going to go and say, oh, it's not authentic, you know, that's pretty discouraging, so you have to try to toe the line and say, what we have is valid, but it's also not the full thing. That that's very, very true. So you'll have different people stressing different things. So Buzanji well, is focusing and stressing that this is not the real the real thing. It's not the real shame. It's not the real light. And the Virgin is doing the same thing. And with that, I end. I wish you all the further than Chanukah. Um, I think that from now on, at least for the near future, due to schedule constraints, I am going to be posting a shir once every two weeks. I think that's they're going to be the schedule for the foreseeable future next couple of months, and then we'll see. I'm thinking now, but I'm not sure that we're going to start, I'm going to start going through Sfarim, picking, let's say, five Sfarim, probably Sadi Goyin, and Udeyes, uh, and Kozri, Chavos HaLavavos, and then I would like to get to Plastic Kreskas, and then maybe a couple others, really spending maybe two Shurim per safer, just to introduce you to each of those Sfarim one by one, that's what I'm thinking for the next set of Shurim, but no commitments. Like I said, probably every other week. Good night. and Thanks so much to everyone for listening to The Great Sources. Please remember to rate and review the podcast. That's how it gets out there to even more people. Thank you and good night.